Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> yes, I'm back again. Another week, another episode. Um, this weekend for me was quite boring. I don't know about you, but for me it was quite boring. Um, international break is still going on. So no club football. But next weekend, we have our club football back. So yeah, lots to look forward to. On that note, I welcome to the 5 Reasons Football Podcast. I'm your host Francis. And this is a podcast where you get some facts, some stats, some opinions, and some thoughts as well on our beautiful sports. So if you love game like myself if you adore the game like myself this is the place for you honestly um so make sure you stick around and listen to the episode if you like if you comment share subscribe and do all that good stuff because why not all right so compatriots 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 i don't know anyone um but yeah i'm not singing it <laughs> um my dear country ah yes our dear country um our dear country nigeria i'm sure a lot of people um well at least football fans will agree with me when i say that the very few things that give me joy or give us joy in this country or from this country are the athletes um, whether it be the Tigers or the Tigress or Amuso when she's flying over hurdles um, and very popularly our football team both men and women the Nigerian men and women's team football team that is um, have produced a lot of great teams over the years um, and whenever tournaments that involve only Africans or only African teams come around um, we are always considered to be one of the favourites um, and I mean, you understand why people always say Nigeria are favorites, right? Um, again, whether it be women or men's tournaments, always considered to be, you know, the top dogs. For example, um, the Women's African Cup of Nations has been held um, 14 times. And our Super Falcons, um, Nigerian women's team, we've won it how many times? Just guess, guess, just guess, give it a guess. <laughs> we've won it 11 times, yeah. Um, there was like a 15-year span where Nigeria won the tournament seven times in a row. So yeah, we've been dominating for a long time. And um, even though in recent times, the team has, let me not say fallen off, uh, let me say other African teams have caught up to us, even though that has happened, right? The Falcons have given us some memorable moments, particularly in the World Cup this year against um, England. Yes, it was a round of 16 exit, but at the same time, it was a very good performance and something that we can build on or build upon, and I really hope we can. So yeah, kudos to our Falcons. But yeah, this episode is not for discussing the women's team, at least not yet. Um, it's for discussing our men's team, the Super Eagles, and how we don't look ready for the AFCON next year. So yeah, the AFCON, African Cup of Nations, is next year. And you know, going off what I've seen, you know, the different happenings and doings, <laughs> our beloved Super Eagles do not look ready. And here are some reasons why. The first reason is, um, with all due respect to Sepesero and his guys, but we don't have a coach. <laughs> we really don't. Um, Genotro, the last man to take um, the Super Eagles to the World Cup, was sacked in 2021, exactly one month to the AFCON the following year, that's in 2022. Um, our DNFF employed Augustine Guavoyen, I'm sorry, I don't pronounce his name, it's terrible, but yeah, um, to be the coach of the team. And to be fair to him, we looked quite decent attacking-wise um, in our game against Egypt as well, a game that was quite tough, you know, Mosala and all of that, we looked quite decent and we won as well, so yeah close to him until you know Tunisia came around and we found out and we lost and then Eguavon was still in charge um, for our World Cup qualifiers later in the year against our Ghanaian brothers and sisters um, yeah <laughs> and we all know how that game went or how that story ended um, so essentially the entire football federation and team and everything had like a reset kind of you know a lot of people were sacked and so on and so forth and then we questionably employed Jose Pesero because Jose Murillo said he's a good guy, he's a work. Now I want to ask you, Murillo is Portuguese, 
Pesero is Portuguese. When they ask Murillo that, how far this is your brother, can you do work? Murillo say no. Is his countryman for Christ's sake? Should he say no before? But yeah, we move. But anyways, um, the CV INFF used to employ Pesero is very, very questionable. Um, I'm sure HR people that are also football fans will get where I'm coming from. Um, to be fair to him though, he started his career, his managerial career quite decently. Um, he had some long spells in his country, Portugal that is, uh, with Nacional and Porto. Um, he had those jobs back to back and managed them for a combined 215 games. So yeah, some decent spells here and there. My own issue now is that um, he managed two international teams prior to Nigeria. He managed um, Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. The Venezuela job was the one just before Nigeria. With Venezuela, was in charge of them for 10 games, right? 1-0, 10 games. Um, in those 10 games, he won one, drew one, sorry, drew three, and lost six. And then to top it all off, the team scored only five goals and considered 15. Yeah, brilliant work. Now you may say, ah, it's Venezuela, you know, they are in um, South America. They play against the likes of Argentina, um, Brazil, Uruguay, Colombia, and so on. Maybe I'll now say to you, you know, fair points. You've made a fair, a fair point. Um, but then I'll bring up Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia are a proper footballing nation with history. And they're one of the best teams in Asia. Um, I mean, they've won the second most AFC Asian Cup. They've won three. So yeah, they're kind of like a big deal. Jose Pesero was in charge of Saudi Arabia from um, 2009 to 2011. Um, within that span, he failed to qualify for the 2010 World Cup. And the last time that happened was in 1990. So, um, Saudi Arabia had been to the last four World Cups uh, before Pesero. And in 2011, he was sacked after losing the first game of the AFC Asian Cup. So yeah, good on him again. Now finally, um, so I don't drag these points or drag on these points for too long, let me give you his record with Nigeria. He has been in charge of Nigeria for 15 games. Um, he has won six, drawn four, and lost five. We have scored 31 goals in those games and considered 19. Now you may say to me that, ah, uh-uh, but 31 goals in 15 games is a lot now. It's plenty. <laughs> um, now I'll say to you that 16 of those goals, of those 31 goals, came in two games against a country that is still up and coming in this football something. Um, so I'll tell me a principle if you want to know. So yeah, um, if you remove those two games. We have scored 15 goals in 15 games. A goal a game. But yeah, we move. Um, The second reason why our country is not ready for the AFCON next year is um, linked to what I just finished saying. And it's the results we've been getting over the past few games. Now, ultimately, um, the coach, the manager, anyone, is the big boss, right? Um, The whole team has to follow his instructions and play to how he wants. Um, That's normal, right? That's very fine. Um, But there are some games that our team plays and it just makes you think or question so many things. Because tell me how we are at home, you know, in Akwaibo, <laughs> and we are fighting for a draw against Lesotho. Now, all respect to them, but Lesotho, wow, it is well. And then against Zimbabwe, we go behind the game and have to fight back for a point. Personally, right, I may be wrong, <laughs> I may be wrong, but coaches get a lot of hits when the team is not performing well, and rightly so, to be honest, because Fair or unfair, right? It's your job to, you know, get things right. But for a country like Nigeria, with so much history in this African football or something, um, there are some games that I expect our players to grind out the win. Somehow, some way, just grind out the win. Simply because we are OGs in this whole football thing, in our continent at least. So then, why am I turning on my TV 
or I'm opening my sports app and I'm seeing that we lost our home to Guinea-Bissau. Why? Why am I seeing that? Now, don't get me wrong, bro. I'm not ignorant. Um, there are some games in this whole football thing that you expect your team to win, but it just ends up being a bad day for everybody. Yeah, it happens a lot, so I understand that very well. Um, not every day will be perfect. But why does it feel like since Pesero came over or took over, we have had more off days than on days? And FYI, for your information, <laughs> those draws or those games, yeah, those draws against um, Lesotho and Zimbabwe were World Cup qualifiers. As you all know, we missed out on last year's edition um, and we have started the new qualification campaign for the next one by drawing our first two games. Good thing is that there are still a lot more games to play and there's a lot of time to, you know, get back on track. The third reason is, you know, um, looking at our team and um, even though it's solid, well, solid-ish, at least in attack, comparing it to other opponents or other opponents' teams, it's a bit concerning. And I know tournaments, you know, in Africa or tournaments in general, actually, um, like AFCON, um, are not won on paper. But still, it's kind of concerning. And here's why. We have an overload of players in attack. And by attack, I mean the wings, you know, 7 and 11, if you played ball in school, yeah, 7 and 11 and um, number 9, the striker position. Um, and it's not a bad thing, mind you. It's always a good thing to have quality options. But my problem is our goalkeeper our centre-backs and the midfield. Um, we haven't had a 100% reliable goalkeeper since Oyema retired. Uzo always looks like he has a mistake in him. Aduka Okoye hasn't had a great time since the AFCON last year, but it looks like Uzo is our number one you know, going forward. And like I said, he has a mistake in him. Our CB pairings have been a problem for a while now, although I think Calvin Bassi will come good at some points. You know, I rate him. Um, also, I rate Shemi Ajayi as well. But the major thing is that consistency is really the problem in that defense. So probably at some point to get better. Um, and then our midfield um, really, really lacks creativity. Like seriously lacks creativity. Um, I've been praying for a gem to come up in midfield. The way we always see gems coming up in attack, but it hasn't happened yet. And to be fair to Alexi Wobi, um, and I say his name because when you look at our team, he's probably the guy you point at and be like, oh, why are you not creating enough chances and all of that? So yeah, um, to be fair to him, he has had like a solid past year, or maybe a year and a half thereabouts. Um, it was really important in keeping Everton up last season in the EPL, you know. He had two goals and seven assists in a team that averaged less than 45% possession per game. So yeah, that's quite solid. Me, Mio, I like Iwobi. I like him. I think he has made a lot of, you know, strides in the past year. Um, hopefully, he can bring those strides and bring those qualities to the national team. But yeah, comparing our squad to other teams, the hosts, for example, um, Ivory Coast, they have players like Hale, Seko Fofana, Ibrahim Sangare, Frank Kesi, Evan Indika, Simon Adingra, Jeremy Boga, Wilfred Zaha as well, you know, uh, Morocco as well. After coming forth in the World Cup last year, they have Bono, Hakimi, Aged, Saiz, Majrawi, and Nesiri. But then, these two teams aren't really that different from the last AFCON, you know? Morocco went out in the quarterfinal and Ivory Coast went out in the round of 16. But, you know, the change or difference between last year and now is that Morocco became the most successful African nation at the World Cup and Ivory Coast are the hosts. So yeah, um, let's see what happens. I don't forgot to mention Senegal self, but yeah, you catch my drift. The last reason why Nigeria isn't ready for the AFCON next year is that we've lost our steez, <laughs> our aura. I mean, we've lost our fear factor. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning of this episode, right? 
um, both the women and men's team are OGs in this African football thing. Um, back in the day, right, based off things that I've read and heard as well, our teams used to be feared. When you look at your fixture list and you see super egos, they're supposed to be on edge. Well, except you are Egypt or any other African powerhouse. From a fan's perspective, right, there were some games that some other countries would have had with Nigeria and they'd have no hope because super egos did not used to play. But today, um, I don't think that fear factor exists anymore. When the super egos face off with lower-ranked countries, those teams or countries actually you know, fancy themselves and think they can get good results. Um, the fact that Lesotho, a country ranked 153rd in the world, can come to Nigeria, score first and hold on for a draw, you know, says a lot. And I don't care if we had chance upon chance you know, to win the game and all of that and their keeper was on form. The fact remains that we did not win that match or we did not win the match we were supposed to. Well, at the end of the day, AFCON is next year. And even though I'm 100% confident we can bring you home, the fact remains that if I could go to Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, Abidjan, anyone, <laughs> and be there live, I would. But since I can't, I'm going to be in front of the TV supporting the games like a true fan that I am. Um, do you think I'm overreacting? And as super egos are ready for the AFCON next year, or do you agree with me? Tell me what you think in the comments. And no more, no more now. <laughs> please and please um, follow me on social media on Twitter, sorry, on X, Francis the Alien. Um, on IG, same handle as well, Francis the Alien. Anything that the in Francis is a V. And yes, new one. Follow me on TikTok too. Um, Five Reasons Football Podcast. So yeah, um, thank you for listening and see you again next week.